Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Steve Marcus in this segment. He's joining us here as CEO of Cantus Pharmaceuticals, a clinical stage pharmaceutical company focused on developing transformative therapies for cancer and other life-threatening medical conditions for which new treatments are urgently needed. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Steve Marcus, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's good to be here. As uh, CEO there at uh, Cantex Pharmaceuticals, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do there at Cantex. Well, by background, I'm a medical oncologist. I trained at University of California, San Francisco, and entered the pharmaceutical industry uh, many years ago. I was asked to develop recombinant beta interferon as a treatment of brain tumors and had the good idea to test the drug in multiple sclerosis, ended up giving birth to the first effective MS treatment, beta seron. And uh, that was my first introduction into the pharmaceutical industry and then showed me just what you can do uh, within the pharmaceutical industry can have such an enormous impact on so many patients. Ultimately, had the good fortune to have been responsible for development of fludarabine, another uh, important drug, this one for acute leukemia, as well as a number of other compounds. And uh, was asked to head up a pharmaceutical company that was uh, in, uh, in uh, South Florida, and uh, and ultimately, within that company, I was able to in-license a product, which will be the subject of the discussion today, a product called Azalirigon, which has broad potential as a treatment of cancer and its complications. Now, give us a little bit of history of this uh, this Azalirigon that you, uh, you mentioned. Right. Well, Azalirigon is an inhibitor of something that's called the receptor for advanced glycation end products. And it's a, it's a receptor that became known about 15 years ago, and there's been an extraordinary amount of literature indicating the role that the receptor for advanced glycation end products, which is nicknamed as RAGE, uh, the role that RAGE plays uh, not only in cancer and in a variety of complications of cancer, but also plays a key role in a number of inflammatory diseases as well. And, uh, and a company in North Carolina called VTV Therapeutics had a very excellent inhibitor of rage, uh, and they were developing this compound as a treatment of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the clinical trial in Alzheimer's disease did not show efficacy, but the drug showed very robust safety. And what's also extraordinary about this drug is that it's a it's a pill. It's a, it's administered as a once a day capsule, and uh, and it, it has a very Long half life, and it and it and it uh, and it was uh, exhibited extraordinary safety. In fact, it was very difficult, if not impossible, to tell the difference between drug and placebo. Hmm. So when when that drug failed to show efficacy in Alzheimer's disease, I approached VTB Therapeutics and was interested in in licensing the compound, and that's how we got a hold of this compound. Explain a little bit more in detail what the role actually is that rage plays in the uh, development of cancers. Right. So, so it plays a role now both in the development of cancer and as well in invasion and metastasis. When when rage engages its ligands, the things that bind to it, most importantly, there are two of them that are called S100 proteins and high mobility group box protein one, or abbreviated as HMGB1. When it engages those ligands, then it, s- it sends downstream signals into the cell 
that cause that uh, that provoke uh, that promote resistance to radiation chemotherapy, and they'll also promote uh, promote angiogenesis and also pro promote invasion and metastasis. So all of those things occur as a consequence of engagement of rage by its ligands. And what, what's different about azolirigon is that azolirigon blocks the extracellular domain of the receptor. So in other words, nothing can bind to it. Basically, it's like uh, putting, putting a gum in a keyhole. Nothing, a key can't fit in. And the same thing with, with uh, azolirigon. It basically blocks the, re blocks the receptor so nothing can bind to it. So there are a range of ligands, but the two I just mentioned are the most important, and they just simply can't activate rage. Are there other uh, therapeutic targets for uh, this compound, or is it simply indicated for one thing? Well, also rage, uh, uh, rage engagement of its ligands has also been implicated in the neuropathy that's associated with, uh, with oxaliplatin and, other, and, uh, and, and uh, taxanes. It also has been heavily implicated in neuropathic pain that's associated with bone metastases and likely will be associated with neuropathic pain uh, in other cancer settings, perhaps in pancreatic cancer. And as well, uh, rage engagement of its ligands has been implicated in cancer cachexia. So in addition to the potential anti-cancer uh, effect, uh, it also may may uh, may mitigate some of the terrible consequences of the cancer itself. I should say that, that one of the more intriguing uh, observations recently was a study that was done in Spain in, uh, with brain metastasis, where brain metastases are notoriously resistant to radiation therapy, especially whole brain radiation therapy. And what the group in Spain called the Brain Metastasis Study Group discovered and published in Nature Medicine is that inhibition of rage greatly sensitizes tumor cells to radiation, specifically triple negative breast cancer cells, uh, uh, non-small cell lung cancer cells, and the melanoma, all were sensitized to radiation, which is one of the reasons why one of the targets that we have is brain metastases to see if we can enhance the efficacy of the radiation. In, in addition, there's data that, uh, that rage plays the role in the immunosuppressive microenvironment of glioblastoma, keeping so-called myeloid-derived suppressor cells from entering into the bone marrow, I'm sorry, into the glioblastoma microenvironment. And, uh, and in some studies that, uh, that have been performed, uh, as a lyricon blocks the influx of those immunosuppressive cells into the glioblastoma microenvironment, suggesting that there may be an anti-tumor effect just based upon uh, upon that as well. Describe how you determine which indications to pursue, um, what to prioritize as far as your research is concerned. Uh, largely, it's based upon where, where the greatest unmet medical need is and where the preclinical data is the most powerful and also where you can get a signal indicative of efficacy in a, in a relatively short period of time. But, uh, but for us, you know, we are focused on Glioblastoma. We have phase two trials in glioblastoma. In uh, refractory metastatic pancreatic cancer, we have phase two trial there. Uh, in uh, in neoadjuvant therapy of breast cancer, where there's uh, preclinical evidence suggesting that as that rage plays a role in 
the cognitive disturbance that's associated with chemotherapy, so uh, often called uh, chemo brain, and uh, and also outside of cancer, there's evidence that uh, that rage plays an important role in in uh, the development of acute kidney injury associated with critical illness, which is the reason why we have a clinical trial in patients hospitalized with COVID to prevent acute kidney injury, which occurs in about a third of those patients. So many potential indications for this, and and we're, we focused on what we think are some of the most pressing unmet medical needs. Is there anything that you'd like to add briefly, and then give us a website where our listeners can learn more? Well, we're very enthusiastic about this compound. It's a it's oral, it's safe, it, it would be convenient. If this works as a cancer treatment, it would be, be a wonderful addition to the armamentarium that uh, oncologists and, and other physicians have to treat cancer. Our website is www.cantex.com, that's C-A-N-T-E-X.com, and you can learn more about our company and the product we have under development by visiting that website. Steve, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Steve Marcus. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.